0: So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting Bluehost.com. That's Bluehost.com.
1: The album, it's called Hackney Diamonds, and it's out October 20th. Right now, Alabama Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville joins On Balance with Leland Vitter to discuss the Pentagon pushback to his continued blocking of military promotions. I'm Elizabeth Vargas. We'll be right back here tomorrow night. Hope you will be, too.
2: On the program tonight, the riverboat gambler, Alabama's senator and former football coach Tommy Tuberville, digs in over withholding military nominations because of the Pentagon's abortion policy.
3: They're making a mountain out of a mole here. here. We, we've got more generals and admirals than you can stir with a stick.
2: Does the Pentagon have a point
4: about military leadership? Imagine going into uh, the football season with a bunch of acting coaches. Mitch says he's staying. No announcements to make on that subject. What do you say to those
2: who I'm going to finish my
4: term as leader and I'm going to finish my Senate term?
2: Mitch McConnell's resignation would be a win-win for Republicans and McConnell
4: himself. I'm concerned about uh, McConnell. The only person in the Milky Way who can make Mitch McConnell step down is Mitch McConnell. We'll tell you the real reason
2: he won't call it quits. Welcome to The Ferris Show on television. First tonight, why Mitch McConnell should resign. In the old days, you put country over political party and your party over yourself. In the old days, wasn't too long ago. It was fellow Republicans who told Richard Nixon it was time, member of his own party, Went from the Capitol to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They came to the West Wing. They sat the president down and told him it was time to go. But that would never happen these days. Politicians just won't leave. For many, if not most of them, it's the best job they'll ever have. As we have reported, twice in the past few months, Mitch McConnell suddenly froze while talking to reporters and couldn't speak for an agonizing 30 seconds. You can see those events on your screen with the clock running. Something with the senator went very, very wrong. No child would let their father drive a week after that. You'd take the keys. But here is Mitch McConnell today in the Senate saying everything is fine.
3: What Dr. Monahan's report addressed concerns people
1: might have. Things that happened to me did happen. Really did, and it's really I have nothing to add to that. I'm going to finish my term as leader, and I'm going to finish my senator. All
3: right.
2: So McConnell says he isn't going anywhere till January of 2027. And to be fair, the Senate Minority Leader is not in the presidential line of succession, nor is he running for president. But Kentuckians. Republicans in the Senate and Americans, all of us deserve better. Undeterred, McConnell must prove he's just like every other self-consumed, self-aggrandizing politician. I'm
3: gonna finish my term as leader and I'm gonna finish my Senate term.
2: So try this out maybe, is an answer from the elder statesman. As McConnell might say, clearly I've lost a few miles an hour off my fastball. And it takes an unhealthy level of hubris to believe me at 80 miles an hour is better than others at 100. I'm going to resign effective Friday. The American people, Republicans in the Senate, and my constituents deserve a vigorous champion and a strong voice. Our country faces challenges at home and abroad. Whoever Republicans choose to lead them here in the Senate won't have as much experience as I do, but they also won't be 81. They won't have moments like I've had. Moreover. It's impossible for us as Republicans to rightfully question the mental acuity of Joe Biden when there are very reasonable questions about my health. The end. And now I welcome you back to reality. That, of course, won't happen. But we can dream of having leaders who do the right thing, plus politically. Just in terms of simple strategy, it's a win-win-win. First off, McConnell shows Profiles in courage still exist in the Senate. We haven't seen that since Mike Pence on January 6th, and we hadn't seen one for a long time before that. McConnell's resignation would apply a ton of pressure, tons of pressure, to President Biden. And it would focus everybody on his stumbles and gaffes. Perhaps the media would start to notice how little he talks to them, how he always uses the mini-stairs on Air Force One, how he only does one event a day now, somewhere between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m., Or how confused he gets when he does events and has to talk off the cuff. For Republicans, it allows them to apply maximum pressure on Joe Biden without the whataboutism game. But wait, as the game show hosts say, there is more. Because you could argue Mitch McConnell's resignation means that the Democratic governor of Kentucky would appoint a Democrat to take over McConnell's seat. But... It might not cost Republicans a thing to do the right thing. In 2021, Kentucky's Republican legislature passed a law that looked tailor-made for a McConnell resignation. In the event of a Senate vacancy only in there in Kentucky, state-level party must offer three names of a potential temporary replacement. The nominee should be of the same party as the departing senator. The senator must select, the governor then selects one of those three within 21 days, and a permanent replacement will be chosen in a special election. The Democratic governor, Andy Bashir vetoed that bill. The Republican legislature, though, overrode the veto in its law. The reasonable people can agree it was tailor-made for Mitch McConnell, and of course it could be challenged in court. But the law might actually work, or at the very least, force a very quick special election. Yet McConnell won't go. His legacy will be that of the senator who froze, which is a shame, because he could be remembered for so, so much more. Eric Erickson is here, syndicated radio host, heard across the country, author of the best daily conservative political note available. Uh,
5: am I on to something here, Eric? You are in a bygone era, but, you know, Diane Feinstein um, probably has dementia, according to people close to her and in her orbit. You've got John Fetterman's issue. You've got Joe Biden's issue. So, no, McConnell's not going to go anywhere. And, and you know, I, I do. I'm not a fan of McConnell. i got to give him credit. He's still willing to do these pressers, unlike the others I've mentioned. He's still willing to go. He might freeze and they've got to unplug him and reboot him, but he's willing to still engage and meet with the press there's clearly something wrong with him. And I think he needs to be very transparent about what's going on. He had a bad concussion. He's over 80 years old. He's aged very rapidly in the past number of months since that injury, but he's not going to step aside. Uh, And, you know, the partisan in me says we can all clamor for Mitch McConnell to do it, but no one's clamoring for Dianne Feinstein to do it or John Fetterman or even Joe Biden to do it. In fact, the press I would disagree with you on the press would turn their attention to Joe Biden. I don't think they would.
2: No, no, that's look uh, hard to argue with any of those points in terms of whether or not you're going to start getting some tough questions from the press uh, about President Biden's mental acuity. I I guess my question, though, is why fellow Republicans have yet to turn on Mitch McConnell. It, it, It is though he has sort of, unbelievable power over all of his fellow Republicans in the Senate. Why Why do Republicans put up with this?
5: The same reason Democrats are putting up with Joe Biden, despite being tied in the polling averages with Donald Trump. McConnell, like Biden, are the only two men who can keep their parties together right now. In the Senate, you have these great divides, uh, potentially a three-way divide between Barrasso and Cornyn and Thune, uh, McConnell kind of unites all the factions other than some of the conservatives like Rand Paul, uh, possibly Mike Lee and Ted Cruz. They all trust him. He's established. And in their private interactions with him, uh, he's not freezing up. Uh, so they they trust that he can get through this in the same way that if the Democrats were to get rid of Joe Biden, you have a very messy primary all of a sudden because Kamala Harris can't unite the party and the left and the far left would fracture. I wonder,
2: though if playing it safe, right, you know, ships in a harbor are safe, but that's not what ships were built for, that playing it safe, as it appears as though Mitch McConnell and Republicans are doing in the Senate, as Democrats are doing with Joe Biden, and we've covered that extensively, you and I have talked about it, if the playing it safe idea uh, doesn't come with its own risks that Republicans just aren't realizing...
5: Yeah, look, I think it does. There's a growing conservative antagonism towards McConnell to begin with. Uh, he's one of the leading senators pushing for funding of Ukraine from the Republican side. Uh, that's not going well in the House. You have conservatives who have always been deeply skeptical of him, except when it comes to judges. You do suddenly begin to make him a primary issue among Republicans for 2024, since he intends to continue being leader until 27. We now, we've always seen these where yeah. people vote against McConnell, but this time, suddenly, there's a real reason to possibly vote against him as leader.
2: You think about, though, and, and look, I, I've got a very good friend who was a retired congressman, uh, had made his money and, and done other interesting things in his life, went to Congress for four years. He quit, he said, because uh, I had the best job in my life a while ago, and everybody in Congress feels that this is the best job that they'll ever have, so they won't give it up. You know, look, Mitch McConnell could do a lot of things in, in his retirement. Um, we have a graphic of him water skiing as a Kentucky Derby horse racer, burning man, uh, performing with a Kentucky Bluegrass Band. Probably none of those things are going to be happening. But how did we get it that we created a situation where the people who were supposed to engage in public service, okay, now it is us serving them? That somehow the founders missed this idea that we would get on, on both sides – an entrenched political aristocracy.
5: It it happened uh, by neglect of the voters. Uh, You know, the incumbents get reelected at over 95 percent, even in really bad years for Congress, over 95 percent. The voters ultimately like this level of stability. The voters are to some degree a little lazy when it comes to engaging and trying to find new people. They don't trust anybody, and there's reason for that. So you might as well just keep sending the same people back um, who've been there for a while, and yeah, that that's a a sign. I think de to Tocqueville, if he were to come back and look at our society, he would say this isn't the healthy republic he found when he first looked. Um, but there's a level of uh, disengagement from voters now that allows the status quo. Inertia does not just play in physics; it plays in politics as well.
2: Well, well said. I, it wasn't de to Tocqueville. I, but was it Franklin who said it, it's a republic? It's a republic if you can keep it. Yep. Yeah, there we go. All right, Eric, it's good to see you. Thank you. At 64 years old, of course, Mike Pence is no spring chicken, and we'll try to use experience as a selling point in our News Nation town hall with the former vice president next week. It's his first since a debate performance that introduced Republicans to a very different man, much more engaged, a lot more confrontational man than what we saw when he was vice president.
6: How are you feeling about this town hall here today? Kelly Meyer with News Nation.
1: Excited to be here and excited to be doing a town hall with News Nation next week.
6: We're excited to have you. Excited to announce that today.
2: All right, Kelly Myers, you could see, catching up with the former vice president in New Hampshire today, where he's looking to reboot his campaign. Pence says populism in the GOP won't work.
1: So today I ask my fellow Republicans this. In the days to come, Will we be the party of conservatism or will we follow the siren song of populism?
2: All right. Kelly Meyer, Washington correspondent, is on the trail in New Hampshire. Hi, Kelly.
6: Hey there, Leland. Will you put it uh, correctly there with the reboot that the former vice president is working on here today, really pushing for a shift Back to conservatism in the Republican Party, Uh, he is saying that progressivism and populism are, quote, on the same road to ruin and that the Republican Party is at a crossroads right now. But he says he still has faith that they're going to choose a good way It's essentially him saying to voters that he's hoping that they choose him. He's putting himself forward as the classical conservative choice, the Ronald Reagan Republican that we saw as he announced his presidential launch back in the beginning of June, pushing himself forward as the Ronald Reagan Republican candidate, uh, in, in the room full of those uh, college students he was talking to, as well as some older Americans. He was saying, quote, "Let the debate begin, uh, putting out this test to the rest of the Republican field." and his former boss, former President Donald Trump, uh, taking hits at him, not only the former president, but the sitting president, President Biden, when we asked him about Biden not visiting East Palestine, Ohio. This week marks seven months since that toxic train derailment. Here's what Pence had to say to us one-on-one exclusively to t- today. Take a listen.
1: Well, I think it's shameful with everything the people of East Palestine have gone through that uh, the president spent, spent so much time on vacation <laughs> Uh, uh, sitting on a beach when uh, we could have been there for those families that have gone through so much. I think, look, I, I'm, I'm someone that believes that uh, that leaders ought to lead from the front and uh, President Joe Biden, President Joe Biden should have been in East Palestine a long time ago.
6: Leland, it's clear here that Pence is trying to put himself forward as the Republican that can out-Republican the other Republicans in this race. But it's unclear just how this new strategy is going to be received. Some Republicans already weighing in from former House Speaker Newt Gingrich saying that much of the Republican base is in favor of populism. So he may alienate Hmm. much of the base that he's trying to win over. And populist Senator J.D. Vance, uh, who was endorsed by former President Trump and took the seat vacated by conservative Senator Rob Portman, he was saying, quote, rather than try to resurrect the corpse of Ronald Reagan, Mike Pence should actually solve the country's problems. He went on to say if he did and was running a presidential campaign built around that, he wouldn't be polling in the single digits. Leland.
2: Yeah, yeah, and he and Chris Christie, Mike Pence and Chris Christie, are the only two Republicans in the field who have net unfavorables among Republican voters. Uh, the MAGA base uh, views him sort of as treasonous for what happened on January 6th. And uh, the anti-Trump Republicans just don't seem to trust him or haven't yet yet he has not yet regained their trust. Maybe a better way to say it. Kelly, thank you very much. That town hall next Wednesday, September 13th. I'll be moderating from Chicago live studio audiences in Iowa, uh, which is where the former vice president hopes to pick up an early win among evangelical Christians. We'll see you at 9 p.m. Eastern for that. Big development in a case we've been following closely. A California judge ordered a school district to keep parents in the dark if their kid suddenly changes gender. In a ruling just a couple of hours ago, Judge Thomas Garza said the concern is how Do we safeguard these students that identify as LGBTQ, and in my view it's a situation that is singling out a protected class of individuals differently than the rest of students? The issue of parental rights has been a contentious topic in Chino Valley. A school board voted to notify parents when a child questions their gender. Many of you may remember this video of the state superintendent getting kicked out of a school board meeting earlier this week.
4: That the policy that you consider tonight not only may fall outside of the laws that respect privacy and safety for our students, but may put our students at risk because they may not be in homes where they can be safe.
2: The policy at issue that was shot down required staff to notify parents in writing within three days after a student requests to identify with a different gender than what is on their birth certificate. That is the Chino Valley Unified School District's standard. That's what they had voted on, and now you saw what happened. Sonia Shaw is with us, president of the Chino Valley Unified School District board. Uh, Wow, that was quick. (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
0: that's what they do, right? They want to shut us down quickly. We've already implemented this policy and it's already been very successful with notifying parents and they knew that was happening. They knew other boards were going to be adopting this policy. We have a handful already and they're just trying to push this through quicker to get the way that they want and to dictate what they want us to do. Push parents out of the picture of their child's life.
2: All right, Let, let's look at this, and I thought it was interesting, and I wanna see if we can put back up on the screen what exactly the judge said, because it was interesting, he said, they're singling out a protected class to be treated differently. And I'm mm-hmm. wondering if, protected class indifferently than the rest of the students, so how, what is the standard for other students? If other students get D's and F's, or if they get into a fight in the cafeteria, are they, their parents notified? Thank you. Yes, they
0: are. So pretty much you have Bonta stating what parents can and cannot be notified of and picking and choosing. It's absolutely insane, and there's no common sense to what he's saying.
2: Okay, so this is a lawsuit that was brought by the state attorney general and the state superintendent who was the guy who came and protested at the um, at the school board meeting that we first yeah. had you on for. He, he's running for governor, so there's a political component to this. Who's going to pay, and I'm fascinated by this, for all the lawyers the state's got unlimited money, the school district's got money to either spend on students or on legal fees. Who pays for all this?
0: Obviously, the tax the taxpayers. Um, they're the ones paying for it because you know we have criminals walking free. But Bonta thinks it's important to send the message that parents shouldn't be involved in their kids' lives. Right now, I do um, want to say that fortunately, we have a lot of amazing people that want to donate to our district's funds for the lawyer fees. So. I think we're going to be OK as far as financially um, you know, stable with this lawsuit. Now, where I do want people to focus on is why is he wasting our taxpayer dollars when we have crime in the uprise and we have homelessness through the roof? And yet here he is telling parents, you're not allowed to be part of your child's life with certain issues.
2: All right, do we have any—let's be fair about this. CDC report on kids being something other than heterosexual. Change in sexuality among high school students 14 to 18. One in four now uh, say they are something other— than straight, um, which is up substantially from one in ten in 2015, we're having a doubling there. Law Lawfoo- lawsuit filed against Chino Valley Schools. The parental notification policy, which has been proposed by a handful of conservative-leaning districts in California, puts transgender and gender nonconforming students in danger of imminent, irreparable harm by potentially forcing outing them at home before they're ready. Uh, this sort of this puts teachers and the schools sort of ahead of parents, right? The flip side of this, and I I wonder about this, if a student comes to a counselor and says, look, I, I'm having trouble with either whether I like boys or whether I like girls or who I identify as, whatever it be, and says, I'm really worried that my family is not gonna accept me, they're gonna throw me out, they're going to harm me in some way. And, and we've seen this happen. Who are they to talk to confidentially if it's not somebody at school
0: but that's the thing if they go and tell the counselors first of all counselors there is a confidential agreement this policy doesn't supersede the law on, on counselors now if the counselors well, involved- I, I
2: just want to i just want to be clear about this sorry to interrupt but i want to be clear about this. this policy doesn't apply to counselors so if no. a student comes to a counselor and says i've got a problem they don't have to notify the parents
0: no, when the I think it's the age of twelve and up, then absolutely not because there's that confidentiality part, and it clearly absolutely. states that in the policy that the law supersedes us notifying the parent. Now, if a mm. child is saying they're in danger, we are mandated reporters. We have to report that whether you're a counselor, whether you're a teacher or admin, and we never put the the stress of the teacher having to have these conversations with the parents. This is on the admin. This is on our staff to have these conversations with our parents. Um, so. Mm. Technically, if a child says they're in danger, we have a process to have that right. go through, get the child to safety.
2: Got it. Well, as, as, as we predicted, the fight will continue. We're always grateful you're willing to come Absolutely. on and discuss it. The invitation is open to the other side, although they have uh, continued to decline. We'll see you soon. Yeah. The coach who took his fight to prey on the football field all the way to the Supreme Court and won suddenly quit the job he fought seven years to keep he'll tell us why next and do diversity goals really lead to a stronger more prepared and effective military senator tommy tuberville a man on a mission against the military establishment is with us how do you square that circle though with holding up nominations for hundreds of flag officers
7: All rights are protected. doesn't matter what your religion, what your faith is. You have the freedom of speech and you have the freedom of religion.
2: That's Coach Joe Kennedy seen here on the program as he prepared to get back on the sidelines and coach football at Washington's Bremer High School for the first time since he won a major victory for religious freedom. His fight at the Supreme Court lasted seven years. The coach was fired from his job for praying on the field and fought for a long time for the right to do so. He viewed it as an injustice. Friday night, he saw his comeback under the lights. His team won 27-12 following the game. Kennedy did what he fought so hard to do. He prayed at midfield by himself. Today, he resigned, saying, I believe I can best continue to advocate for constitutional freedom and religious liberty by working from outside the school system, so that is what I'll do. And Coach Kennedy is back with us. Now, uh, Coach, come on. Were You, you know this was going to happen?
7: No, I didn't. Uh, we've been we've been planning to have a whole long football season. My wife and I, we made all the preparations about a one-way ticket up to Washington to hang out for the entire football season. And things just didn't work out as the way we expected. And uh, we got some news from my, my father-in-law that uh, health-wise, um, things aren't going so good. So we made a decision um, on Sunday night. And uh, yeah, so we came back.
2: All right. I mean, take you, take at you your word. I, I guess I'm. look, I, nobody can fault anybody for trying to, you know, for trying to take care of a loved one, a father-in-law. And look, it's a big sacrifice. You fought for a long time to get this job back and to be able to do this. I'm wondering, though, how you continue the fight, other than by, or what what could be more powerful of a way to continue the fight than by being on the field every night praying? That that symbolism says more than any advocacy doesn't it
7: well i I think it really did and it's been a you know it was a marathon we're talking eight years that i fought just to get back on the field and we finally crossed that you know we fought the good fight we finished the race we remained faithful the whole entire time well we knew that this was not going to be a picnic it wasn't going to be easy for anybody for the school district to take me back being forced to take me back and for me to go into kind of a hostile environment we knew that this wasn't going to be a lot of fun.
2: Well, what was it? Well, was it was it hostile when you got there?
7: Well, um, they're not the friendliest people when you're being forced to take somebody back. Wow, tell me about that. I wish I, I really wish I could. It's, it's, you know, there's just so many little things that add up, and we just thought this will be what's best. Is we, we came, we fought, we won, and it's probably better off for everybody that we finish on a high note. Everybody's going to pick apart when the timing is. I can't coach forever, and it just seemed like this is the right time. I get to retire on my own terms instead of the school district uh, forcing me.
2: Well, oh, fair enough. And it, it look, it's it's so, if somebody who has a hard time in high school. I, I know what it's like to be at a place that people don't want you. So I I can appreciate that. Florida's Florida's a big football state. You going to start coaching there? Oh
7: god, I haven't even thought about that yet. I I just know that they don't have the same rules uh, here. And also, if I you know advocate for to constitutional rights i'm not being limited by the school district anymore i can, i could do whatever i want as a regular civilian who has the same right. rights as everybody else I, in America. I, I,
2: I wouldn't be surprised if you get a few coaching offers uh, look you fought for what you believe in it's hard to argue with argue with that and you won so that says everything hey coach it's good to see you come come back often as you're as you're continuing this fight about other things all right
7: absolutely will
2: yeah thank you sir We told you for weeks, back starting in August, mask mandates would return. People were too excited on MSNBC about them for them not to return. And mask mandates have returned, as has the utter hypocrisy of politicians not following their own rules. In Maryland, an elementary school now requires kids to wear N95 masks, kids to wear N95 masks. It's as though we learn nothing from COVID. Study after study shows mask mandates don't work, and long-term use of N95s can cause way more harm than good. And yet President Biden today made a joke of his own administration's COVID policies. As you might have heard, his wife tested positive. The CDC says he should wear a mask. The CDC that we all gleefully forgot about, the guidance, well, is still there on the website. We'll put the guidance up here in a minute. That's why Maryland is asking kids to wear masks in school, is because of the CDC, the CDC that works for President Biden. Here is the president today.
4: Lord, buddy. let me explain to the press. I've been tested again today. I'm clear across the board. But they keep telling me because this has to be 10 days or something, I got to keep wearing it. But don't tell them I didn't have it on when I walked in. <laughs>
2: And yesterday, he was maskless while presenting the Medal of Honor to an aging war hero. There's a reason for that, of course. Masks and mask mandates don't fly politically. The president can't afford to show us that we're back in COVID by wearing a mask. It's something that the White House just can't afford. So we have further proof of what we told you since this show began. COVID is real. I almost died from it. But COVID orthodoxy was and always will be far more about politics and power than public health. The president just admitted as much today on television. We're gonna check and see if the rest of his administration becomes as honest. When we come back, the Pentagon versus Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville, a contest neither side looks willing to concede. The Senator explains why he will not be the first one to blink. You were known as the riverboat gambler for aggressive play calling, especially on fourth down.
0: If you suffer from COPD symptoms like shortness of breath and fatigue, where do you turn? There are medications and oxygen, but do you know about pulmonary rehab? Three out of five COPD patients have never heard of it. Pulmonary Rehab is an exercise, education, and support program that gives you tools to manage your condition, and Medicare typically pays for it. So whether it's grocery shopping on your own or just walking across the room, Pulmonary Rehab can help you. Visit livebetter.org to find out about your options for pulmonary rehab today.
8: What if one day you went to your secret hiding place, and instead of what you came for, you found a phone number, 1-800-662-HELP? What would you do? Would you stop and give it some thought? Before drugs take their toll on you and your family, know that there is help. You can quit. For help with drug use, call 1-800-662-HELP for free and confidential information and treatment referral or go to samhsa.gov slash know the risks. My name is Michael Houston,
5: Navy veteran and VFW post-service officer. I'm encouraging all United States military veterans and active duty members to take advantage of the many benefits and privileges you've earned by serving our great country. Please reach out to a veteran service officer or your local VFW. You served your country. Now let your country serve you. For more information, call 800-827-1000 or visit benefits.gov.
0: Hi, I'm Dr. Kathleen Eubanks-Ming with the American Academy of Family Physicians. Bullies use power, strength, or popularity to hurt others emotionally or physically. And while you can't be with your child all the time, there are ways you can help. If your child encounters a bully, tell them to get to a safe place and tell an adult. You can also show them how to block online bullies. Teach them they can be more than a bystander and that they can help their peers. For more on bullying, visit familydoctor.org or talk with your family physician.
8: As an organ donor, your story doesn't have to end. The good in you can live on. In fact, you could save up to eight lives and restore sight and health for many more. Sign up right now online as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. You'll be happy you did. And just maybe, someone else will be happy too. Go to organdonor.gov. It saves lives. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. You're
1: listening to On Balance with Leland Bitter on News Nation, America's fastest growing cable news network.
4: This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Each week, VA sends an email to over 13 million veterans. It's jam packed with veteran discounts on hundreds of services, job listings, and information on home loans, plus access to many local events for veterans and their families. Subscribe for free at VA.gov slash vet resources to learn more.
1: Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All
6: right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? good because every year dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver all never thought it could happen to them but with changes in routines distractions or a sleeping child it can happen to anyone parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly so get it in your head Check the back seat. a message from NHTSA and the Ad Council
5: hi it's Frank from access imagine the feeling of a parent bringing home their child who has been suffering from a devastating illness or injury and the parents wonder if things will ever be the same. That's where Welcome Home Angel steps in. They're a nonprofit 501c3 organization creating accessible living spaces and healthy, cheerful environments in which to live and recover. To learn if you're eligible for a makeover, to donate to these amazing families, or just get involved, visit WelcomeHomeAngel.com. Change a room, change a life. Yeah, we would never imagine that actually one of our own senators would actually be aiding and abetting communist and other autocratic regimes around the world. This is having a real negative impact and will continue to have a real negative impact on our combat readiness. All
2: right, that's the Secretary of the Navy criticizing Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville, who's holding up military nominations for very senior officers over the Pentagon's abortion policy. He says the policy uses taxpayer dollars to reimburse military families who travel to get an abortion So far, Tuberville has stalled the nominations for 300 general and flag officers. 650 more military leaders require Senate confirmation by the end of the year. The Pentagon spokesperson talked about the importance of these confirmations. He related it to football, uh, which is telling because Tuberville used to be a football coach.
4: We into the football season with a bunch of acting coaches uh, for each of our teams with a regulation that limits any of those acting coaches from presuming that he or she was actually going to officially lead the team? How are you going to deal with the uncertainty of uh, within the coaching staff and the locker room in terms of who's in charge, how are we going to affect performance, and then who are the fans going to hold accountable? All
2: right, and the senator is with us now. Uh, Never underestimate, Senator, the ability of uh, either side, perhaps, to use some overheated language, is perhaps uh, we can all agree the Navy secretary might have the aid and betting line appeared to be a little much unfair. I'll get to that in a minute. But I thought the Pentagon spokesperson was made an interesting point when he compared to this, to what a, what a team would be like, even even if it's a team in, in early spring training or during during training camp in the in the summer with a with only acting head coaches. Fair comparison?
3: Well, not really, because Lee, the, the, there's not one of these positions that's not filled. Uh, even some of the nominations that have been nominated have gone ahead and taken their position. Uh, I've talked a lot of them. And so they're making a mountain out of a mole here, here. We, we've got more generals and admirals than you can stir with a stick. That Pentagon over there is running full with people over there that really have nothing to do with readiness. Uh, they just have a job. They've got stars on their shoulders. They do make a few. Decisions here or there, but it's the captains, the majors, the colonels, the sergeants, the privates that are getting ready to fight wars that train yeah. every day.
2: I, I I hear you. That said, I, I don't think anyone would accuse the Marine commandant of just pushing paper around. Um, there there's others, combatant commanders who who aren't aren't there. You back in the day um, at Auburn, you were known as the River Riverboat Gambler for aggressive play calling, especially on fourth down. I, I got a little bit of a smile out of you. Is 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 this holding up these nominations a little bit like this? Is this riverboat gambling in a sense?
3: Oh no, not really. You know, if I had if I thought this had anything to do with our national security and not having us prepared for what's going on across the world, I wouldn't be doing this. But. Uh, it's obvious that uh, the Democrats are trying to use it there to their advantage, Leland. Uh, I'm not holding up nominations. They can bring them to the floor one at a time. I can't hold them up. I can hold up groups at a time. That's what I'm doing. So uh, it's it's way overblown. I'm not trying to win a, win a Medal of Honor here. I'm trying to keep the military from changing a law that was passed 35 years ago, and now Joe Biden, who voted for it 35 years ago, is trying to change it with a memo that's not going to happen. This has to go through Congress. And if we just go through Congress and vote on it, uh, I'll accept whatever. But uh, right now, they're just trying to force it down the taxpayers' throats.
2: All right. Well, f- fair, fair enough. There, there's two parts to pull out of this. One would be uh, where you said you don't think we're riverboat gambling with national security. Uh, there is an enormous amount of generals, admirals, retired Ford, f- four-star uh folks who say that you you are there's a number of Republicans who are who are concerned about national security with this. They just have it wrong. And you you know better.
3: I've got I've got all kind of support on the Republican side. Obviously, this is a very uh, partisan issue. Uh, The Democrats, they they look for every possible way to get a vote uh, they could care less really what's going on. They're making this political. I'm trying to get politics out of the military because we're so woke right now. I don't know whether we could fight a war. And, uh, again, I've vetted all these generals and admirals, these 300 over the last month. There's some of them I'm not going to vote for anyway. But I, that has nothing to do with it. Right now, I'm just trying to protect the integrity of the Constitution, how we do things here. Let the laws go through Congress, not through the White House. Let's General do it to right <laughs>
2: Senator, I, I, I give you – look, anybody who's willing to make a stand on morality and then go on television and defend it uh, deserves credit because there's so many uh, in the United States Senate who are unwilling to come on and, and defend a controversial position. So I give you credit there. But, again, the the generals and admirals that I'm talking to who I, I've known for a long time and are by no means uh, partisan Democrats or progressives or anything else, they say – Forget the forget the politics in any way. This this has an effect unquestionably on national security. I think you make an interesting point, though, that Democrats aren't spending floor time uh, to bring these one at a time. And they could do that, for especially for the combatant commanders, for the Marine Commandant. So are they playing politics as much as you are? Why aren't they bringing this to a floor vote?
3: Exactly. And again, just change the policy back and let's vote on it. I mean, that's all I'm asking. Don't tell us what you're going to do, because... We are the ones that vote on it. I want the people from Alabama to have an opportunity to vote on this bill. And that's the reason they sent me here. The same people in Louisiana, same thing in Tennessee, New York, they have a—they have an opportunity to vote on this. Now, if it passes, so be it. Let's go on with life. But they do not want to do it. They want to force it down the American people's throat, and I'm not going to allow that to happen.
2: All right. I want to get something uh, Vivek Ramaswamy Um said, under General C.Q. Brown's leadership, the Air Force is trying to reduce the white male pilots from 86% of flyers down to 43% amidst a recruiting crisis. Increasing racial discord will not help and will further degrade the mission, success, and safety of the brave men and women who serve this nation. Um, We we did a little fact-checking, and I know these are his facts, not yours, but I haven't heard you dispute them so far. Air Force recruiting goals, 67.5 white, down from the 2014 goals of 80 percent, 43 percent male to 24.5 percent female, uh, Asian, uh, multiracial. This is uh, Senator Brown uh, during the confirmation hearings defending his position. Take a listen.
4: It
1: was uh, designed to increase the pool of applicants, essentially to search for more talent. Uh, it was not designed to set
4: the composition. Therefore, is that accurate? That's correct. It was only application goals. It was not
3: uh, designed to eliminate the opportunities for anyone. It was just looking to open up the opportunities for as many uh, uh, as we could. And- all
2: right. We can all agree that America is better off when it has a, a chairman or versus not having a chairman uh, or safer. Specifically to C.Q. Brown, do you view him as unqualified to be the chairman? Would you on a on a one off floor vote vote for him to, to take the spot?
3: Well, I like CQ. I've had him in my office several times. I thought he did a pretty good job in terms of being the deputy and, and not the chief. Uh, obviously, you know, he's got a chance now to be the, be the, be the head man, uh, to be the big advisor for, for the military, for the president. Uh, I did not like his statement about uh, color or race or anything like that. Listen, the military is not an equal opportunity employer. It shouldn't be. It never should be. It should be about taking the people that want to protect and defend the United States of America. I don't care if we have 100 percent black pilots in the Air Force. I want the best people that can win. There is no second place in war. It is first place only. And we need the best people. He no. okay, said so, no,
2: no argument there. Lethality over everything else. Um, how do you square that circle, though, with holding up nominations for Hundreds of flag officers wrecking their families so many of them can't move, uh, distracting them, qu- having lower rank, the captains and the majors and lieutenant colonels looking up and seeing, God, I don't know if I want to stay for a career, when you're holding this up effectively because of a, a political view. I, I'm just trying to, to square that.
3: Leland, don't quit reading so many newspapers. These people <laughs> are taking their jobs. There's no job unfield. they just do not have the name of what they're doing the com- commandant of the marines from day one has been running the marines he has been doing his job he's been doing what he was tabbed to do this is all politics that's the reason we've got to get politics out of the military let them do their damn job and get out of the way and with with, with the biden administration trying to dictate to us what the policies are going to be that is not right. Let Congress help the military do what they do best is protect this country and be strong and eventful and ma- and give them the best opportunity for success.
2: All right. Uh, I know you've got to run. We appreciate the time, Senator. As we said, we always admire anybody who's willing to come on, uh, who takes a position on a, on a moral ground and come on, is willing to come on and talk about it uh, as you, you are it. welcome back anytime. Thank you. Celebrities line up to join Peyton and Eli Manning in the studio booth. We'll show you the moment that the Manning cast additions went off the rails.
5: Wow, Reese Witherspoon. I mean, we're honored you'd even consider auditioning for the
8: Manning cast.
6: Manning what? Oh, no, I was calling to bundle my home and auto. Aren't you the insurance guy?
8: Well, we tried our best. Guess it's just the two of us again this season. Unless there's someone on that list who is just perfect for the job.
4: Nope.
1: You've been waiting here a long time, too?
4: No. I didn't get the Manning Cast job. I guess I'll just come back and play football again.
2: That was the Manning brothers cashing a pretty wide net, looking for a third member of their Monday night football show. It's all in fun, of course. It's not like Reese Witherspoon, Mike Tyson, or Tom Brady. We'll join them every week, or will they? I don't know. Chris Chris is with us. It got me thinking, Chris, if, if we were to bring in a third person here, a third amigo, who would we audition?
4: I like the rotation. I love what they have going with each other. I think it's oh, one of the best things so to come good. out of the pandemic. You know, I love yeah. that it's like, you know, just badly shot box in box. But, you know, there is something about the familiarity that only brothers have uh, that really comes across within... This kind of, you know, genius that they each have for the game. I, I love it. I like it better than the game. Uh, yeah, no, you know, it is at a total different way.
2: It's almost like you're watching it with friends who are experts, who are funny. It's great. I mean, I, I, look, if Reese Witherspoon ever wants to come join us, as far as I'm concerned, she has a spot uh, here, here with you and I. What do you got coming
4: up on the big show? So Paul Manafort is on. People will remember him, the campaign yeah. chair for Trump, went to jail, not for what he did for Trump. Uh, but went to jail uh, for Farah violations, which now we're hearing about Hunter Biden may be indicted and involve Farrah. Will it or not? Uh, he's got a take on that. He's got a take on what Trump is being told. And he's got a take on what his party doesn't understand about what's happening in Ukraine.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Well, Farrah Farabine- Bean... Foreign Agent Registration Act, yes. which means that if you're going to lobby for a foreign government or be involved with a foreign government, you got to disclose that. It'll be interesting, right? Because Republicans for so long said it was so unfair to go after Manafort and others yep. for FARA violations. And now they're so excited that uh, they're going after Hunter Biden. So that'll be, that'd be interesting. That'll be a fascinating interview. Anything else?
4: Penny ante becomes everything when it plays to advantage. And in this two-party yeah. system, that's all it's about. You change an R and a D, you get an entirely different opinion.
2: Yeah, no, it's just, <laughs> it's very true. Hey, it's good to see you as always. Um, auditions, welcome. Uh, I guess I we could would take the job. The main, yeah, there you go. I know I, I would have been. I, I'm disappointed that I wasn't asked. I don't know about you, but I was. I, I would gladly. I'm disappointed
4: you, there you weren't asked because I would have loved that. Um, <laughs> I'm not surprised I wasn't asked because I have no talent for that. But I I would love to do uh, it. I, I don't either. I would love to too. All
2: right. Hey, good to see you. Uh, when we come back, a little bit more on the mask mandates. Uh, that we've been talking about that are coming. They're already coming to schools. Where else are mask mandates coming next?
8: Let
4: me explain to the press, I've been tested again today. I'm clear across the board, but they keep telling me because this has to be 10 days or something, I got to keep wearing it, but don't tell them I didn't have it on when I walked in. <laughs>
2: That's President Biden explaining why he's not going to wear a mask, even though CDC guidance says he should, because his wife tested positive from COVID or for COVID, we want to hear from you. Are mask mandates coming back? They're already happening at a school in Maryland. And will you comply if they come to your community? At Leland Vitter, Twitter and Instagram. Here's Chris.